Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast. Recording this on a Saturday night after the Kings get dominated in Houston by the Rockets tonight, 107-89. That, that Morgan just looked at the box score. The box She's score. there's throw up all over this now. Okay, that's funny. <sighs> God, it's You're totally fooling a Rick Glassman, and I die for it. It was not fun tonight. Darren <laughs> no. Fox did not play for the second consecutive game, and the Kings, nothing really looked good tonight, to be honest. They got off to a slow start. In fact, they give up 30 points by the 4.04 mark of the first quarter. They were able to get back into it in the third quarter by taking the lead as they had a monster 15-point third quarter outscoring the Rockets 15-12. to 12. But, oh, boy, that fourth quarter wasn't pretty. The Kings were outscored 36-21, and they lose to fall to 2-3 and three on the season with this 107-89 loss to the Rockets. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe it. Disjointed, um, disjointed. Morgan, it was really disjointed today. And it was just, yeah. in all seriousness, as we were trying to laugh a lot before the show and yeah, at the are. start of the show, just really disappointed to see how they came out. This They came out tonight, Morgan, Yeah, like a team that was playing four games and five nights without their best player. I saw the Kings play games without De'Aaron Fox last year. I've seen them win games. Yeah. This looked disjointed. Uh, the shot-making... Through the first five games from really good shooters is not there to begin this no. this season. The defense was disappointing tonight. And you had by the end of it, Dylan Brooks blowing your kisses. <laughs> blowing you kisses after making shots. He had 26 and 9. Um, okay. <sighs> this is where I'll start because I started this uh the same way with Mike Bebe. On the post-game show. And I said to him, I go, hey, it's early. I'm good. I'm good. Disappointed. Yeah. In the way that they came out disappointed in little things that happened throughout the game, whether it wasn't being aggressive, settling for outside shots. You saw the Houston Rockets defense collapsing in the middle, really packing it in like they were planning for De'Aaron Fox to get into the paint and not the rest of the squad. But it worked on the rest of the squad anyway. So um, but my, my point was like 
I'm not worried. Like it's early on in the season. You have to have these mistakes. Look at the way that they played without De'Aaron Fox in that loss to Golden State, which was so close to being a win. But in that loss to Golden State, how they played, it's like they got up for that game. They didn't get up for that game. And I think for this game, and I think where I'm disappointed is just where that energy and that effort was. Um, I don't think it was like they didn't give it their all. There was something within them that they you you couldn't see it come out of them. Like it was, um, did you guys not get any sleep? Where was the confidence? Like, and I'm I'm being serious. Like, I just didn't see those things. I thought it was frustrating. And Mike Bibby's thing was you gotta win these games. And I was like, okay. That's what he just said is accurate. He, they have to win games like this. And it's hard to also say you should win games without De'Aaron Fox. It's not about sure. It, I just didn't feel like they played well really at all tonight. They had a brief glimpse of it from the second unit, by the way, Yeah, that got them back into this game to make it interesting uh, near the end of the first half. And then the third quarter, you know, they, they were in it. Houston was missing a shit ton of shots. The Kings defense did get better to give them credit. But I feel like the biggest thing that is lacking with Sacramento right now is without Fox, who's creating? And they don't have that guy in the starting lineup right now, at least from what I'm seeing. It doesn't mean they can't get out of the starting lineup. Sure. But De'Aaron Fox can get downhill and break down a defense, get the paint touches and spray. Davion's not doing that consistently. Keegan's not putting the ball on the floor nearly enough, especially with the strides he's made. Yeah. And they're not making shots. The only guy who has that capability right now, in my opinion, is Malik Monk. And they played him 25 minutes tonight. Malik's got to play more minutes, and and it, that's the adjustment, especially with Fox being out, that needs to be made. Last year at this time, Terrence Davis was on the roster too, and uh-huh. he at least gave you another guy who could create, get inside the paint, be, be an energy guy. Yeah, they don't have it's Malik Monk, and mm-hmm. Malik provided that tonight. I yeah. think Malik Monk was one of the bright spots for Sacramento, getting the paint touches, setting guys up, attacking the rim, hitting some big threes. But outside of that. The offense was so stagnant tonight. It's one thing to miss shots, but I mean, there was just someone mentioned this in the comments, and I wrote it down too. And this is what? this is you know you you pick out one play and like is this really the one that sticks with you? Fred VanVleet was defending Javale McGee. Yeah, yeah. And Javale it, McGee didn't touch the ball. Talk about a mouse in the house situation where it was like I'm confused. Why aren't we just chucking S- that one? Up Sabonis for him? had Jabari Smith on him in the I post. Herder didn't even look his way to give it to him in the post. It's like, he's drawing double teams. You guys aren't moving around. Like, But, I, but this is what I'll tell you. Like, if they were so disjointed and disrupted um, with trying to shove Sabonis in the post and they're not used to shoving him in the post and not wanting to feed him there, then don't feed him there. Then find a way to get him the damn ball at the high post. I thought the Rockets did a good job of really taking the Kings out of their game offensively and, and like pushing them out of these spots. But like, like you, you're the Kings. Like you've had teams do this to you before where you make adjustments and find a way to get the ball where you want it. They weren't doing that. They were 11 of 41 from three tonight. The mid-range stuff just is not good enough this year either. Outside of Fox, this is from Will Z. Check out Will Z stats. Love. They've only taken 17 mid-range shots this year. Six of 17. And we know mid-range isn't the same anymore. But, like, look, I, I need to see more attacking. Keegan Murray in the last two games is one of 15 from three. 
He had his hand wrapped until tonight. This was the first game it was not wrapped. He had the thumb soreness, but it wasn't wrapped. He knocked down his first three. It felt a little flat, but I'm like, it went in. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a good thing. That's good signs. A good sign for things to come. No, it yeah. wasn't the, the case tonight. He was one of eight from downtown. Keegan finished with seven points. I want to see Keegan put the ball on the floor that's a little it. more. That's it. You're going to shoot like shit like sometimes, but just change it up. Change it up. The one He had one sequence in a little two-man game. Uh-huh. With Sabonis in the third quarter, where it's a dribble handoff, Sabonis rolled to the basket. Keegan found him a nice pass. And, you know, Keegan's passing has gotten a lot better this yeah. year. Sabonis finished. And then another play that I liked, it was a dribble handoff between Sabonis and Herter. Herter uh, got the attention of Dylan Brooks, who was defending Keegan. Yeah. And he just slid over a little bit. Herter made a great decision, passing it to Keegan. Keegan did not shoot the three, puts the ball on the floor, floats it up Loved. and in. Like, dude, you're 6'9". You're capable of doing this now. I've seen it. I've seen it. I need to see more of it. And especially because of what they're lacking with not having De'Aaron Fox on the floor. It's like, need to see more of that. And you're exactly right. There was like a, I think there was a three late that he took that was like in the corner and it was maybe somewhat contested or someone was running out on him. And I get it. Like he has the whole thing going on for him where Mike Brown is saying, look, if you're open, shoot the three or I'm going to bench you. But at the same time, Whoa. if that's deep in your head, like then Mike Brown just needs to, to explain it differently. Look, I'm going to bench you if you don't pump fake and go to the rack. Do something. And, yeah. and, but here's what you don't want him to be doing you don't want him thinking no and that's where you feel like there's no i don't know just watching the kings it feels like there's some thinking out there way overthinking they're running the same plays as last year Mm -hmm. in fact i watched all of keegan's three-point attempts from the warriors game he was 0 for 7 in that game one of them was a great contest by gp2 everything else was either open yeah or a slight contest he's missing shots right now can I look? I'm going to give you the three point numbers for a few guys. Whatever you want. Who do you think the top four three point shooters are right now for the Sacramento Kings? Like for the season? For the season. Five top, games top, in. It's going to be Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is number one, 50%. Wow. Okay. Oh, number two. Let's go, Monk. Monk is number two. Whoa. He's around 40 ish percent right now. Uh, Three, Davion. Fox. Fox is number three. Okay. 37.5%. And then Davion Mitchell. Yeah. Okay. I. I be excited. Those guys are knocking down some <laughs> oh, shots, shit. right? Wait, Keegan. Um, <laughs> I want Keegan From guys Herter. that you expect to be shooters, <laughs> yes. uh, Sasha on the season is shooting 31% from three. He is six of 18. Okay. Keegan Murray, 25%. He is 10 of 36 this year. Okay. Kevin Herter is shooting 20% from three, five of 22. Chris Duarte, 29%, six of 19. So you're talking Ooh. about... Um, some guys that have shown the capability to knock down threes in the NBA, not shooting well. And then Sasha, who's been a good three-point shooter. Duarte's rookie year shot the ball well from three, not last year. Uh, I Whether people think this is a cop-out or not, because I usually don't say yeah. this, but I'm not worried. And I when I say I'm not worried, because I think if you're an athlete and you have played multiple seasons of basketball, no matter what level it is, like you just, there's times like you go through things, but it's, 
how quick you find yourself out of those things and how quick you make those adjustments. So if you're shooting that bad and not efficient at all, what are you doing to make your game better in other ways? And I'm not just acting like, oh, are you getting enough rebounds? Are you getting no no no? Let's like focus on the offensive side of things. What are you doing to make someone else better on the offense offensive end? Or if you know that Keegan is not shooting well and you're his teammate what are you doing to make sure you're putting him in the best position to get a better shot off shot off? Because you know what he's capable of doing and can contribute on the offensive end. I don't know. When I look at those lists of the other guys on that list, I know we're only a couple games through, but I still, I just want to see more from them, even well, if it's not scoring on the season. Again, I have to keep dropping five games, Ugh. but this is what we're working with, a sample size of five games. So that's what we talk about. Yeah. They're 22nd in the NBA in three-point percentage. They're 27th in field goal percentage to start the year. This is one of the best offensive teams in the – well, I mean, they're the best offensive rating last year in NBA history. Do you want some – you want a good number? Uh, yeah. The Sacramento Kings, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. 14th in defensive rating. How? <laughs> Well, they gave they only gave up 107 tonight. They gave up 102 to the Warriors. I love that. Both I'm, these teams are just like playing crappy against one another, and it's like, hey, helps their defensive rating. Uh, their offensive rating this year. Ooh. 15. And I shouldn't just, I shouldn't act like their defensive rating is just like, there's other things going on with the defense the, has like, been better. It this has, year. exactly. Yeah, like the way that they're disrupting deflections. All, all yeah, different things. Morgan no sold the offensive rating one more time. Uh, oh, yeah. And their offensive rating this year, after being number one in NBA history last season, they are right now 15th in offensive rating um, after five games. Missing shots, not worried about it, but I do not like the stagnant BS that we saw tonight and overthinking that we saw tonight without De'Aaron Fox on the floor because there should be times that De'Aaron Fox is not on the floor and you don't look like that through almost four quarters of a game. You know, there's so much going on in the chat right now, but someone brought up an interesting point, and it's so true. It's what's Ooh. their net rating? That's the most important thing. So I wanted to bring that person, uh, that number, the Kings in net rating right now. Where are they at? Where are they at? They are 15th in net rating, minus 0.9. So that's their net rating right now. So, I mean, it's pretty average. I mean, it kind of adds up 14th, 15th. Boom. There you go. Hmm. Um, yeah, I've been I've been surprised of how disjointed it's it's looked offensively without Fox, and you know I think part of it is the poor shooting. Here's a question for you: At what point are you concerned about the shooting? For example, Kevin Herter. Okay. We have not. Let's be honest about now. We have not <clears throat> seen him shoot the ball well since March. Yeah. When he shot fifty yeah, yeah. plus percent from yep. three. In the limited game, regular season games in April, he did not shoot well. Did not shoot well in the playoffs. We know that. Preseason, did not shoot it well. And through the first five games, he's not shooting it well. That's just one guy. But at what point do you get concerned about the team's shooting? I would say, I would say through this month, you know, is really like where I go, okay, you should be getting it together. Like I could put the number of like 15 games on okay. it and then you shove it down. But I think even when you and I were watching a lot of preseason basketball, there's a lot of missed shots. There's a lot of crappy basketball. And I felt that way tonight for the Sacramento Kings. Like they had their first like, oh, 
there's your ugly ass game, right? Like just ugly basketball happening for them in so many different ways. And it still somehow wasn't the worst basketball that they could have played. I know much worse than this. They shot 38%. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've seen it worse, not with this specific team, but yes. Um, Yeah. And I thought, you know, especially when the offense was stagnant, we saw that in that fourth quarter, the first five minutes against the Rockets. And then tonight you saw it many times, especially from that starting group. It's just the the movement, oh. the off-ball movement's not there enough. I noted a couple of plays where I felt like Keegan was chilling in the corner. Yep. And I, I even saw Sabonis after say something to him. He had the perfect opportunity to cut back door. And yeah. I'm going, guys, th- this cannot be stand and watch. Like, Keegan, you're 6'9", again, big uh-huh. dude. Dylan Brooks is ball watching right now. You need to cut hard to the basket there's good passers on the team. They could find you, could finish, get some easy looks to go. And I, I didn't feel like they attacked those gaps enough. I thought they they were stagnant. The ball wasn't moving around enough. There wasn't enough attacking the paint. Also, can we give the Rockets credit? That's, I mean, I mean, uh, you got to give them credit I will, tonight. We did a preview on this game for YouTube yesterday where the whole point was, I'm like, Morgan, I've watched this team. I watched some of their game against the Warriors where they were really competitive, mm-hmm. saw them against Charlotte. I know they got blown out opening night and people are like, oh, they're going to suck. This team is moving the ball well. They're buying in the Ime Udoka. That's it. And they have a couple of guys who are dogs. Dylan Brooks is a dog. You don't have to love him, but the guy brought that energy today. Mm -hmm. He was just a menace with his on-ball defense. Hey, Monk, he's going to be on Monk. He was switching on. It didn't matter who he was on. He was everywhere. Jay Sean Tate plays tough. And then those guys got some confidence early. Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, you talk about the confidence early, and then you have someone in Jalen Green who just spews confidence, right? Like, whether he's playing well, whether he's not playing well, it's like there's going to be this confident aura just around him. And I'm sure that can be contagious at times. And then you look at someone really quick, too, like Alperin Shengun, who we talked a lot about how the offense runs through him, all those other things. But even look on the defensive end, I felt like they were so much in this drop coverage, and it was allowing the Kings to get all these open looks from three but they weren't knocking down their three. So then the Give then the paint was so congested. It's true. That's and true. it's like, but find a way. Fox is unique, but Fox finds a way to get in there, right? Nobody was trying to find that way to get in there enough for me. It was like everyone was too afraid to make that mistake and get in there. And it's like, no, make that mistake. Get in there. Be strong. Like, don't just play four out, whatever the hell they were trying to do. Because the Rockets did do a good job of whether it was game planning or being the more physical team. But, yeah, they stopped the Kings tonight. I want to give some love to the people watching us live right now. And I wrote down all the super chats because we just got a flurry of super chats, which is greatly appreciated. The first one was from Carlos, who gave us a super chat of $20, a Warriors fan. Oh, my God. By the way, who gave us some love. Too kind. And he was just giving us some credit for our content. He enjoys the content. Appreciate it. I tried to write it down as fast as I could. Oh, my gosh. I could try and find it, too. Uh, Sebastian donated two bucks. He's a Spurs fan. He said the Kings will be fine. Can't wait for Wemby against Fox. Yo, Marcel said... Uh, he donated two bucks saying they were all in four last year. It's all good. True. And then Oscar donated five bucks talking about how they need to repair the beam and shout out to Ian who became a member. Wow. Well, thank you guys for all the love yes. and support. I mean, especially on a night like this, we need it. 
Um, I thought defensively, there are obviously mistakes early. I just, they were getting destroyed in the pick and roll rockets, getting downhill, getting some good looks. I thought Jabari Smith really hurt them early. I thought some of the rotations were really disappointing and I don't know how much of it do you clean up. There was one where, um, Harrison, there was a pick and roll situation where Harrison Barnes had to come over and help. Okay. But it was a great pass to the corner Mm. to his man, Jabari Smith. Mm Mm-hmm. And the closeout Dude. just wasn't good enough. And it's like, it, it's like in those situations, it's hard, right? You're in a tough spot sure. when you got to come over and help. But God, you got to sprint back to Dude, contest that shot. It's really interesting, too, because the the Rockets are one of the slowest teams in the league when it comes to pace. They didn't play slow tonight. And they didn't. But I thought, but I thought at times, though, when they set up in a half-court offense, it allowed them to dictate the pace of the game that they wanted. You know what I mean? Like the only, the reason why they didn't play slow is because they had a lot of transition going on because they were pushing the ball, getting steals, getting rebounds. They out rebounded the Kings, what, 53 to 43, I think it was. And it's like Mike Brown talked about it after the game too, about putting a body on somebody. Those, that's what I'm talking about with effort tonight. Um, I I mean, I've, we've all experienced effort with really bad Kings teams where it's like, there's just no heart, no pride. This isn't that. This is like the attention to detail, overthinking yeah. other shit, and then not doing the all the other stuff that you're used to doing on the floor for each other. So after the first quarter, it was 33 to 19 Houston. Like, come on. Uh, the Kings started the second quarter with a lineup that featured Colby Jones, Malik Monk, Chris Duarte, Sasha, and JaVale McGee. Um, that group ended up by the 919 mark, cutting the lead to six, thanks in large part to just craziness. JaVale McGee had a couple of and ones. Yeah. That were nice. Dude, JaVale McGee. Duarte had a nice three in the corner. Yep. That was nice to see Duarte even off the bench ending with 10 points. Um, I'm glad that he saw some scoring in there too. I think he's still trying to find his groove consistently. Duarte you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about McGee because then when McGee have to, had that quick 10 points, how yeah. about him taking a three? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it's but it's, it's JaVale, and those moments are going to happen, and I'm not saying those moments are okay, and you'd expect more discipline under Mike Brown anyway, but yeah, like it's going to happen. He's working his ass off out there, and that's what I really do appreciate about him. So he's like, let me get a little bit of this. And it's like, no, you don't. You don't need that. We don't need to do that. So bonus ended up with taking two threes as well. I think tonight he still ended up with a double double on the evening. Um, you know what? My least favorite is a bonus number and look, eleven points, fifteen rebounds. Okay. He took ten shots. You know, I, I he was getting a lot of attention too, and I get he doesn't want to force it, but sometimes he's got to look for his a little more. You know, and. The other thing with him, he's just not making free throws. I think he's in the 50, 50% right now from the free throw line to start the season. And that can't be the case, no. especially with all the contact he draws down. Yeah, there. he's going to take a lot of contact. He's going to get to the line and he needs to be knocking those down. Those are going to be very valuable free throws as the season continues. And not only valuable free throws, but like you look at that spot on the floor, a 15 footer. That is what he needs to be making against teams, again, that go in that drop coverage. That just needs to be an automatic shot. So then if they do come up on you, you can slice the ball through, boom, go to the basket. 
draw foul. I'm looking at the rest of my notes, too, because I felt like there were just so many defensive breakdowns where they just elected to leave an open shooter. Like Davion like left Fred Van Vliet because he was chasing someone else, and Van Vliet had the ball, and was like, okay, I'm just going to shoot it, knock down the three. That happened again with like a Jabari Smith play where two guys were just staring at Jabari Smith as he was yeah. launching a three. And it's like, no, there has to, you can't just let this guy walk into a three-pointer. Jabari Smith, by the way, had 21 points, 11 rebounds, three of six from downtown. We mentioned Dylan Brooks, 26 points, nine rebounds. And then Van Vliet did not shoot it efficiently, but had 21 on seven of 22. He also had 12 assists in this game, mm. Morgan. That has to bring us to our rock and soul player of the game. Ugh. And I hate to do this because we, we don't like evil. doing this. And Morgan hates that I do this. But <laughs> on a night like tonight, you think I'm going to give this to a Kings player? I'm sorry. I can't. I'm not giving it to Malik Monk. Honorable mention Ugh. Malik Monk. I thought Malik played well. He had 18 points on 6 of 13. He also had 7 assists. Love what I saw from Malik. You're but such a heel, Deuce Mason. Dylan Brooks. Hey, we, we have all clowned on the guy before. Mm-hmm. Played hard. He played so hard. Hit some big shots. Had 26 points, 9 rebounds. He was 9 of 14, 2 of 4 from 3. And unfortunately, I have to make him our rock and soul player of the game. And he deserves to be our rock and soul player of the game. And um, good for him. But also, I just want to mention, too, rock and soul is amazing. And it's breakfast all day. And I told Mike Bibby that he should go there because it's only six blocks from the arena. And whenever yes. he stays, I'm like, are you breakfast all day guy? He's like, I'm a breakfast to lunch guy. I'm like, this shit is bomb. We actually went there yesterday for breakfast. I had the eggs Benedict. Oh Let me God. just tell you. Thick. Thick. Hamstick. Just. I mean, that was heavy. He had some girth on it. Well, it yeah. was so good. No biscuits and gravy were great. And then the fluffy ass yeah. uh, waffle. I wasn't expecting that fluffy of a waffle. It is perfect. So yes, he's our rock and soul is amazing. Dylan Brooks, not so much, but he still becomes our rock and soul player of the game. Okay. Yeah. So go to rock and soul there at 1825 10th street in Sacramento on the corner of 10th and S as Morgan said, just six blocks away from golden one center. And they're open late Friday and Saturday. The kitchen's open until midnight Saturday, Sunday through Thursday. Kitchen open until nine. So there well, you go. Check them out Party before on. or after a Kings game. Yeah, I, I was I was impressed with how the Rockets battled tonight. Especially you, you have a twelve point third quarter. Mm -hmm. mm. That that could have been ball game for them. Deflating, you know what I mean? yeah. really deflating, and they battled back and really played well in the fourth quarter. So. Yeah, and and you know it was it was frustrating to see, especially when the Kings ended up uh, going up when Harrison Barnes hit that three for the first time. Yeah, and who created that three for him? Was it Keegan? Malik Monk. Oh, was it Malik? Malik Monk, Monk okay. with a drive to the basket and kicked it out. Yeah, it's again, yeah, his his uh, playmaking ability when they went up. Uh, by a point in that moment, though, I swear, Deuce, you were texting me and you're like, "This is a disappointing loss." Like before. <laughs> Before the Kings like had even lost, you just you didn't feel it, and I think we all kind of felt that way. The energy wasn't there. The Houston Rockets seemed really locked in. They were coming off their first win of the season, yeah. and now both these teams are two and three. I felt like one swing play, and again, this is not why the Kings lost. I don't need Kings fans or Rockets <laughs> fans coming in here going, "Oh, you're really going to bring this up." Uh, Eight oh five mark. Jalen Green in transition. Oh, on yeah. Davion Mitchell. Yep. Extends the arm. And they called 
a block on Davion. And, and immediately I'm like, oh, he pushed off. Challenge that, challenge that. There's yeah. no way. And I think one official said it was a charge. Yep. But then they conferred and said it was block. Mike Brown challenges. I'm like, well, Kings are going to get the ball back. That's good. Good job, Davion. No, that wasn't the case. Unsuccessful challenge. Unsuccessful challenge. I don't get it. And maybe I missed something. Maybe I didn't see a good replay. And there's something I missed. Maybe Davion was touching his hip. But based on what I saw, I'm like, how they call that? When I saw the baseline camera, and it was even a worse angle for Jalen Green um, to to prove that he was innocent. It, uh, I mean, he he not only not only did he like let's just say he slightly used his arm, but then after he used his arm, he went down with the shoulder to push Davion down and create that space. And so it was it was again like we're getting to this realm with officiating and uh, the the um, replay, and it's. Really, really hard for me when it's an, in my eyes, an obvious yeah, yeah. push off, offensive foul, whatever, and they're not calling it. Well, let me get to why this was such a big sequence. It was 80-77 when Monk hits a three. Then Green lays it up, right? Okay. And they call it an and one because it's a block. Yeah. Mike Brown challenges it. It's like, no, that's, come on. All right, we'll take those those points off the board. Yeah. All right. It's going to be 80-77 our ball. No, he loses a challenge. Jalen Green misses the the free throw. Offensive rebound mm. by Dylan Brooks. Uh, Shengun misses a three. And then Brooks gets the ball, lays it up and in. Just brutal. So, uh, in my opinion, it should have been 80-77. Turns into 84-77 just Ooh. like that. Yeah. And, I mean, you talk about some of those offensive rebounds, second chance opportunities. Rockets had uh, 10 offensive boards for 10 second chance points. Not so. terrible. It's not Kings had Kings had eleven second chance. But you points, just so. talked about swing like yeah, that energy was a swing play. in those yep. plays. Like that's not it's I'm not talking They're not about all the created equal. There we go. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh let's hear from Mike Brown for a second. Wanna hear a little Mikey? <sighs> yeah. Mike let's Brown. Go. Let's hear Mikey what he Brown. had to say after uh this Kings loss to the Houston Rockets. Uh it probably 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 the overall effort. Um I can point out a lot of things, you know. Uh, throughout the course of the game, whether it was a box out, I mean, there was a huge play to start the game. Um, I can't remember if it was, I think it was Jabari Smith. He gets a rebound on the weak side in front of, in front of the Rockets bench. We literally had three guys around him, and we just stood and watched him get the rebound and put it back in. Um, they drove the ball, and we work on this almost every day. Uh, you know, I think, I know Keegan was on that offensive rebound that, that Jabari Smith uh, got put back uh, in the in the first quarter. He drove the ball, and we had Malik on the backside, and we're supposed to X or do what we do defensively, and we didn't even move. We just looked at him and shot a wide open three from the three point line, and that is uh, is not who we are. Uh, that is discouraging, and that won't happen for any of us. Or we just won't play. We'll just move on to the next guy. So we have to have some, some, some toughness, some resolve, and lay it out on the line to try to win a game in the NBA, especially on the road. And we didn't show it tonight for 48 minutes. If you guys aren't hitting threes at the clip that yeah. you are used to, what is your identity outside of that? Well, it, 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 uh, no, it's not. We're, we're sort of heading that direction. Um, 
you know, with the physicality, uh, and, and it has to be defensively because we're not going to hit threes all the time, especially come, come playoff time. I mean, we, we just experienced it. And so in order to be a, a, a championship-level team, you've got to be able to defend because the ball's not going to go in the hole all the time. And <clears throat> I'm not sure if we're ready to embrace that all the way because we've done it in spurts. You know, we, if, if some shots are going in, we're feeling a little bit better about ourselves. If our shot's not going in, you can just look at the body language. And our head drops, our shoulder drops a little bit. And uh, we really let that impact us if we're not getting it done offensively. Instead of just going out there and just saying, hey, I'm going to frickin' fight defensively. I'm going to rebound. I'm going to get a stop. I'm going to do something else to help this team win besides making shots. And uh, um, when we get to that point, uh, we'll be pretty good because the shots are going to fall most nights. Not all the time, but they're going to fall most nights. I think at one point at the very beginning of the season was like 1 of 11. Yep. And then and Keegan's in the middle of a, like a 1 in 15 stretch on the last two games. It's a delicate balance trying to motivate and talk to them through that. How do you approach it? Yeah, I, the, if they're open, they just got to let it fly. I mean, they, those guys have shown that they can shoot the ball. Uh, in this league, too, at the highest level, you have to have an inner confidence that uh, you carry all the time because stuff's going to get hard. Um, and both those guys, if they're open, I just tell them to shoot it. They got to they gotta shoot the ball. But if they miss shots, they can't let that impact them the other way. And both those guys, when they miss shots tonight, they drop their shoulder or drop their head, and they're better than that. They have to shoot the ball. We want them to shoot the ball. And if they miss a shot, oh, give a damn. Just get back on defense and keep playing. Keep playing. Keep fighting. See if you can get a rebound. See if you can get a charge. See if you can get a verticality. See if you can get something else to help us have a chance to win the game. Because it's not all about making shots. Because right now they're not falling. Mike, you guys, uh, with all that being said, I believe it was a three-point game going into the fourth. Who's that guy that going to give you that killer instinct with De'Aaron out, but usually fourth quarter, Bob Chichester, are you looking for somebody or to give you that killer instinct when it matters most in the fourth quarter? No, we, I mean, we've done it before. It's collectively. I mean, we, we just did it in the last game against the Warriors on the road. It was a collective deal. But the difference is we were making shots, you know, at, or certain guys made enough shots to where they were still up. And engaged, and tonight, you know, we had we had some wide open shots that didn't go in, and then we let it impact us on the other end of the floor. You know, not you got to give the Rockets credit too. Now, uh, they were physical with us. Um, I thought they got up into us and it bothered us a little bit. They collapsed the paint, and uh, we didn't spray the ball. I think our, our one of our better quarters was the second quarter, and that quarter we had the most sprays. For, for threes, and it, we said it coming in at halftime, we said, hey, we scored 34 points because we sprayed the ball because everybody is collapsing. And uh, we didn't do a good job of that. A lot of our stuff was one pass, one DHO, and then that guy tried to make a play instead of moving the body, moving the balls, and moving the body, moving ball, the ball, and uh, you know, getting to what we do, which is our flow offense. There's Mike Brown. 
talking about some of the issues with the Kings tonight. What stood out to you? I can tell you what stood out to me. Okay. Couple things really quick. It just, I mean, it validates our point of the, tonight was very uncharacteristic of this entire team as a whole. Um, the way that the body language was, the way that they didn't bounce back from uh, missing shots. They allowed the missed shots to completely dictate their entire game. Well, last game against the Warriors, they weren't they were making shots. As, no. Th- they didn't shoot it well then either. No. But what they did, they kept playing through it. And yep. you saw their deal. It was like, God, they're playing tough. And look, Clay had a shot at the end, a little defensive breakdown. Clay gets a good look. They lose the game. But tonight, you just these are the games you just that just drive you crazy, whether you're on the team, a coach, or a fan, because you're like, what? What was that? Um, I think the other thing that jumped out to me is like, yeah, it, it's clear Herder and Murray are pressing right now and they're feeling this shooting struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to say, keep playing through it. But Keegan's like, I can't make anything. Yeah. Like I, and it, this isn't like, oh man, these defenses are keying in on him. Look, Dylan Brooks did defend Keegan a little bit tonight, but some of Keegan's looks were fantastic looks from three. He's not, they're not falling right Dude, now. Dude, there's, I, I'm not, I'm not saying like this is <laughs> the next step to go, but I, I feel like when it comes to golf, there's so much of it that's like mental, right? I, I, there's still a lot of it that can take strength and um, where, how you're physical, whatever, your technique, all those things. But a lot of it's mental. And I feel like in these situations, when you are feeling like your mentality is shifting, you have to be able to fall on something. Like I've taught myself things for my anxiety attacks. Like anything from sniffing lavender to... I'm glad you said lavender. I didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> like a, a drug or something. No. Your, your own farts. No. <laughs> that would be... It's distracting. You don't think that's distracting? You don't think that's a little distracting if for yourself? If that was the way to stop my anxiety attacks, I would totally <laughs> fart and smell my own farts. But lavender works and does the trick. Um, but that and, and then or like going in a corner and doing breathing exercise, whatever... My point is, like, there has to be something that they have to shift to yeah. or do um, to their minds to make sure that they stay present, that they stay locked in and have that same confident mentality. And you're human. There's going to be times that you don't have that. But at the same time right now, it's very consistently bad. It was interesting after that Warriors game the other night. The next day I was talking to you about the game. I talked to some other people about this, too. I was like... I'm convinced the Kings are just a better team than last year. I know they're two and two. Yeah. Tough one to the Warriors. The yeah. first Warriors game was frustrating because they had a stretch where they didn't play well, but I loved how they finished against the Lakers. They smacked Utah around. Utah's not a good team, but that's what you're supposed to do. And I was like, I just feel like this team feels different yep. this year. And tonight, like, it was a nice little check for me where I'm like, good. whoa. But, you know, I also don't think it's worth overreacting. Like, one, I am not to the point where I'm concerned about Keegan Murray shot. No. Just not going to be. No. He has a track record last year of shooting 40% from three. He's getting great looks. I am I think he's going to be all right. You know, someone in our, our comments, I think it was Ed, on a video I posted, was mentioning that 
he thinks the team might be adjusting to the emphasis on defense a little bit. For example, Keegan Murray last game, he's out there defending Steph Curry. Sure. Steph Curry is not an easy guard for anybody in the league, and it looked like a lot of his shots were short in that game. Tonight, there are times he was trying to defend uh, defend Fred Van Vliet, right? Yeah. That's, again, another guard that takes a lot out of you. Do you think that that focus maybe is impacting guys? Like Kevin Herter, who's like, I got to be out there and play my ass off on defense. And then it's like impacting the shot early it, in the season. Is there an is, adjustment? If it is, it needs to get to the point where it just becomes natural yeah. that it's both sides of the ball. I think even, you know, there's over the years when you think about some really good two-way guys, defenders, and like Paul George and Kawhi yeah. Leonard. You have to find a way. You find a way. But is there an adjustment for someone like Keegan where it's like but, but you're defending other guys out there and it just... I'm getting to my point yeah. of, yeah, like you, if you want to be great, like absolutely, that, yeah. that will come with practice, with time. And it, if that is the case right now, and if you're learning or growing in season and making those adjustments in season. I mean, that's what like the early part of the season is for, right? So you try and work things out as a team in the preseason, and then you try to grow as an individual as the season continues to, to go on. But I think for Keegan, I think for Kevin Herter, it's all about just making sure mentally you stay locked in, you stay present, whether it's on the defensive end or the offensive end, just play basketball. Like, you know what you're doing out there. Easier said than done. I completely get it. But if you need to take that extra step, get a mental health coach. If you need to take that extra step, make sure you're practicing your footwork on your off days. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bill so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together. There's all these different papers. There's all these different forms. What do you do? You listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Yeah, because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business. How about for some time off after an NBA season even? That sounds amazing. So you know what you need to do? Listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I want to get to looking ahead to the Kings Rockets matchup on Monday. And I also have some thoughts on why I'm not 
worry at all right now. Okay. I do want to get to that, but we should mention that tonight's podcast, each and every one of our night chats, shout out to this local business that said, you know what? We want to partner with you. It means the world as we're trying to grow this thing to get some awesome partners who want to get their word out, but also it helps us grow this business. So shout out to our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Check out their website, northwestexteriors.com. You need windows. I'm telling you, have them out mm-hmm. to your house. You will love these people. They'll make sure they get the job done right. Oh, by the way, go to their showroom in Rancho Cordova. They've got all the windows there. You can see what you like, feel it out. I love the support that they have there. The people have been working there forever. It's a, it's a great business. It's just a great business, a great place. And who would have thought that windows could be so life-changing? So if you're looking to literally change your life, and I'm talking financially, I'm talking about your home aesthetically, you will save and money. I am talking about you being freezing in the winter and staying cool in the summer, make sure you check out Northwest Exteriors. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Go to their website, trustnorthwest.com, northwestexteriors.com. And you know, simply the best, Trust Northwest. Morgan was also in one of their commercials. Morgan did shoots all day Tuesday and Thursday. I want to talk she about She acted it. in, she played a mom in a commercial. They didn't use Morgan as like herself. She is acting. She is a mom and she has a husband in this. Dude. And two kids? How many kids do you have? I have a way older husband. And I'm just, I mean, it's just, oh, yeah, way to the old guys. Huh? No, no. Some of our audience, are, they're going to love hearing that. No. Um, one, and I had two kids, which I'm not having any kids, but I do love kids. So it was really fun trying to pretend and act like a mom. I will have a behind the scenes, uh, Northwest exteriors content piece coming out this week too. Awesome. I also want to encourage people to check out, I don't promote this enough and Morgan gets mad at me. Go to patreon.com slash deuce and mo. You can support the show in a different way. We have a link in our bio also um we do monthly q a's that we have one coming up later this month we drop some exclusive content really quick too deuce talking about exclusive content deuce is always showing me he's like look i'm just adding this today on patreon i'm just adding this i'm like deuce the shit you put on our patreon is really good he's always doing write-ups he's always doing extra stuff so if you want the exclusive content plus discounts on merch our uh monthly q a and so much more make sure to become a patreon member it also helps us in our small business check out our website doosamo.com click on merch we got merch we got new merch it's amazing check it out anyway let's get back to the show yeah yeah morgan here's why i'm not worried yep De'Aaron Fox has not played the last two games. De'Aaron Fox is one of the best players in the NBA, and he is so important to what they do. Do I have concerns about when he's not there? Yes. Yes. I don't think I'm in a spot where I feel good about that at all. You know, you go, do they need another point guard on this team to run the show sometimes? But you felt fine after the Golden State Warriors game, right? Yeah, because they competed and they had a chance okay. to win. A game they probably should have won. Sure. I know we don't play the almost wins here. But my point is De'Aaron Fox is taking his game to another level. Not only what he does offensively for this team, how he can create havoc by attacking the paint, the mid-range, even knocking down threes. But what he's done defensively this year. I've seen enough that I know that this team is different when he is there. Is he going to be back Monday? I don't know. I'm not panicked if he's not back Monday. I want him back 100%. Same. He was at practice the other day, getting some shots up, very light work, like just around the basket. We watched him shooting some free throws, 
just right around the hoop. He wasn't going hard or anything like that. He was asked after practice how he was feeling on a scale of one to 10 from a pain perspective. He said a four. So just the other day, he wasn't there yet physically. Yeah. He did go with the team to Houston. Mm -hmm. They retired his jersey at his high school Friday night Love with it. team and staff there. And of course, he was at the game tonight. Who knows what's going to happen Monday? I'm just not going to be concerned about it. I'm not concerned about it because he's not there, one. Number two, they're not going to shoot this poorly this year. This offense, although they added some tweaks, it's really the same offense. They're running DHOs. They're creating good looks. They're getting some paint touches. Did that happen tonight against Houston? No, it didn't. You're going to have nights like this in the NBA. I personally don't think you need to have nights like this five games into an NBA season when you've been off since Wednesday. But it happened. You move on. My point is they're not going to shoot this poorly. Fox is going to come back. Mm -hmm. The defensive effort's been better. Zero concern. Yep. Do, do you want to see what the poll question is for tonight about oh, that? Sure. The Kings are two and three. Are you concerned? 39% of people said yes, they looked lost tonight. 32% say no, five games and Fox has missed two. Oh, yeah. 28% say a little, thought we were deeper. Oh. So a mixed bag. Dude, I, I keep going back to the Golden State game. And again, that game being without Fox and how everything seemed in rhythm, everything seemed good. Their confidence was there. Shots weren't falling and things looked like they were locked in because of the way that they were slowing down Steph Curry, slowing down, not stopping, slowing right. down Steph Curry, um, the way that they were helping one another. Then they had six guys scoring double figures, you know, like you had everybody contributing and tonight. It just wasn't there. The energy wasn't there. The effort wasn't there. I loved it. Mike Brown was so dead on with everything. And I think for anyone that is like worried about Keegan or Kevin Herter and their shooting, I don't think it's about being worried yet, but I think it's like, let's monitor, yeah. like, let's, let's see oh, yeah. where this goes. And also I think Mike Brown, just to give him a little something too, should do a little better job of making, making it clear to Keegan, like, Okay, I know I said I was going to bench you if you don't take the open three, but just because there's an open three, sometimes you just need to see the ball go through the hoop. Attack, I'm, I'm just attack, telling yeah. you exactly. Yeah. Be aggressive yeah. on the offensive end. Keegan uh, took 12 shots. Eight of them were from three tonight. He did not have a free throw. Kevin Herter, who we talked about earlier, was two of eight, 0 for three from downtown. He played just under 16 minutes in this game tonight. Um, the other disappointing number, Keegan Murray, who I did, a, of course, I did a segment on pregame tonight about Keegan Murray's defense, rebounding, because coming into tonight, he led the team in steals and deflections, and his rebounding mm. was great. Every game this season, he had at least six. Last year, he had 55 games with five or fewer rebounds. So his rebounding has jumped up dramatically, and tonight he had two in 33 minutes. Harrison Barnes only had three. So when those two guys combined for five rebounds that is not good enough yep. at all yep. especially again you without fox other guys just have to step up in a big way i feel like we're beating this to death uh i'm trying to think if there's any other points i wanted to make about tonight um, and just in general yeah i'm just they're gonna be fine they're gonna be fine i i hate seeing them below 500 that it just it's triggering to me oh my god Two and three. i just don't lose just that, like I'm just saying. I, I I said I don't like it. Did I say I was worried? No, I'm just I don't like seeing it. It's not fun to Did see. Did I say I'm worried? I'm not worried. Are you worried? Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Julian says Keegan isn't ready for that third star role. Uh, he but I, he doesn't need to be a third star necessarily right now. He just needs to be 
like legit a third option every night. And he has shown that he does enough out there this by year. By the way, Keegan, Keegan's been good this year. But and by the Just way, you're the saying that about someone who is going into his second year yeah. of of his NBA career. And I think sometimes too, just like in the beginning of the season, a lot of people put a lot of pressure on him and what he can be. And I think he does a really good job of like not listening to things. Isn't really on social media, whatever. So I don't think it's those things that are in his head. I just think like as a basketball player, sometimes you go through these slumps, but, um, the good ones really find a way to get out of it and they find a way to get out of it quick. How the Warriors look without Steph? Um, not as good, right? Yeah. How do how do the Lakers look without LeBron? It's not the same. Just how, not the same. Okay. How do the Celtics look out look without Tatum if he's out for a not stretch? Not the same. I think that's the fairest way to put it. It's like how, not even, how do the Nuggets look without Jokic? Not the same at all. Not the same. Do you, how do the Mavs look without Luca? Not the same. Go up and down. When you lose your guy. Deer and Fox is their guy. They're going to look different. You want them to look more like the team against the Warriors than they did tonight. But guess what? You have another chance on Monday to mm. bounce back and figure it out. Love Before that. we get to that game, we do this win or lose. Our first year of doing this, we've, oh. got our, we've got our, I forgot about it last game, but I did add it. We are put post-it notes after every game. We'll have to get a logo on this. Uh, we put post-it notes logo. with the moment of each game in here and by the end of the year we'll just pick out moments and, and read them like for example the one from the other night i wrote down i want to make sure i grab it of course it's the one i left in there that i did not mention on the podcast because i forgot about till after i put game four at golden state this was november 1st clay point two without fox mcgee swallows up kaminga on the block yeah. Okay. That one's a good one. See, I already forgot about the commi- the, the 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 McGee block. So oh, I'm okay. glad I have well, in there. Your whole point is you're adding one right yeah. now. So, so tonight, why- what do you think? The what what what's your perspective? Dylan Brooks blowing a kiss. Morgan, that was it for me. No way. Yes, it was. I think tonight's Son moment. Of a bitch. I wrote down November fourth at Houston, one hundred seven eighty nine Rockets. Dylan Bro- Brooks blows your, a kiss. Is your pen broken? Yes. Give me that. Like a Thank sharpie. You. Dylan. Brooks blows, blows kiss. Dylan Brooks blows kiss. Kiss. Can we also I'm mention petty. that? I hate putting that, man. That's yeah, a bad no moment. Shit. But hey, you know what? We're, we have to remember the highs and lows. This journey together, it's all right here. But if it ended up being a bad season, we burn the whole effing jar. Deal? <laughs> Don't put that out in the universe. We're not going to even put that out there. Um, I was thinking about Dylan Brooks tonight. Were what, you? What do you think? No, about this specifically. Oh, what? Um, how do you think he's feeling when he sees the Memphis Grizzlies are 0-6? Remember, he was the reason. Oh, yeah. They used him as the scapegoat. He was the reason why they didn't reach certain expectations. It wasn't Ja. It wasn't the Adams injury or... Or Brandon Clark, Dylan Brooks. They they said under no circumstances is he returning to this team. Meanwhile, he's playing well in Houston, and the team he left can't win a game. Dude, it, the verbiage was damaging. It was aggressive, and 
He's right now averaging, I mean, he was averaging before going into tonight 15 points a game, had a 20-point game in that first win against the Charlotte Hornets, and now another 20-plus point game tonight against the Kings. Yeah, he's blowing kisses everywhere, and good for him. I mean, I I do not like Dylan Brooks and a lot of his antics, Um, but I do appreciate a lot of his effort, his in getting to this point in the league and finding a role for himself and then always trying to grow still one of the most annoying players in the, in the game, but you know, he is a great example of if he was on the Kings, we would be like, he's just misunderstood. Okay. This guy plays hard. He plays the right way. (laughs) He's tough. He's blowing a kiss. Just like Steph Curry going night, night. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if you were knocking down shots like that, wouldn't you do that? Uh, You know, um, no. someone in the chat was mentioning, um, yeah. who needs to step up for the Sacramento Kings. I want to get to some of the chat before we call it tonight. Uh, is it Jovi? Ovi? Jovi? Anyway, Keegan, Kevin, and Davion need to step it up. I thought Keegan is going to be the third best player this year. Well, again, he, we're five games in his defense has been so much better. Yeah. Um, he also mentions Davion was supposed to have a better shooting season. Uh, having trained with Curry shooting coach. Yeah, he's shown some better signs from three, but he's just not playing a ton. And tonight he was one of four from downtown. He had seven points, five assists in his minutes. Working with Curry's shooting coach wasn't going to make him into Steph Curry. I just want to make that clear too. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Hey, duh. Uh, Edward says, people need to calm down. Come on, it's early. The Kings have a target on their backs and Kings must adjust because they respect their game. They're not going to surprise anyone this year. Come on. And that's why I love the way that they beat down the Utah Jazz. You know, I kind of was expecting that vibe again. And so I'm just hoping we get that revenge vibe on Monday against the Rockets. That's my point is Monday. Revenge. It it needs to be. They they set the tone physically. You need to set the tone physically Mm -hmm. and come ready to go. This can't. You got to win. And again, it's not a must win. I'm not going to go there. But if they come home two and four, that would be so disappointing. You come out with a better effort on Monday. You win the game. Yeah. Knock down some more shit. You took the lead in this game. You were playing like garbage. You're down 17. You couldn't get stops. You're missing shots. And you had the lead in the third quarter. Let this team pack the paint. But make sure you're still finding a mid-range yep. shot. Make sure you're still creating. Like, there's so many different ways to still break through and get in there, even if you don't have deer and fox on the floor. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying there there are ways. There are game plans. Man. Pookie says HB needs more touches. Yeah, HB has to be more aggressive, too, when he gets the ball, especially in these situations. But, hey, got another opportunity to bounce back on Monday. Mm-hmm. You don't have to travel anywhere. You're nope. in Houston. Get rest, get ready to practice, yeah. knock down some shots, and come back 500. You got Portland next week on Wednesday, and then the first NBA Cup game coming up on Friday against OKC. Well, okay, we need to talk about this. What? One, let's take a moment. We get an extra hour of sleep tonight. Yeah! I mean, it sucks because you fall back. It's going to get darker. Earlier, and then it's but that's super a different, depressing. Yeah, it's, and like, there's a lot of for dark one, stats. Yeah, to yeah that. but for one night, yeah, live in the present. Yes. I like that. Sleep in, little bear. It's going to feel good. Extra night, night. Night, night. Um, So that's good. Yeah, great. Love it. Sleep. Great. 
NBA in-season tournament started yesterday, and I know it seems like either people love the courts or hated the courts. Oh, I why is the league doing this? Yeah, some of the courts sucked. Denver's, I'm sorry, Barf. putting five two, putting the elevation at midcourt and on your jersey. Morgan nailed it. She compared it to like a marathon runner Thank with a number on the chest. Like what? We get it. Yeah, high mile high elevation doesn't need to be on the main logo. Lazy. Okay? I. I dug the different look. The OKC Warriors game, I thought the court looked awesome. That it, was fine. The, fun game. The yellow Denver was like highlighter. It made me yeah. want to throw up. Indiana's was bad, too. Ooh, I didn't see Indiana's. But OKC's, I liked. I thought it made it feel like this EuroLeague, different type of competitive game that I was going to watch. And obviously, with the way that it ended up uh, with that, how that game ended... It was a pretty crazy fashion. But yeah, I I mean, I you know what? The games were entertaining yesterday. They seemed close. I think like I heard some of Steph's comments on Instagram after he was coming off the floor and I'll give the, the players this. No one is completely shitting on it. Even Steph's like nothing like an in-season tournament Friday. Let's go, you know. It's like even if they're not completely into the idea, mm -hmm. make me believe that you're into the idea. The games were close. It did have a different look. I thought it was fun, and I think for an early season when more times than not, the casual fans not into it, even some of the hardcore fans aren't super engaged with it, I was bouncing around games all over the place. I turned on Portland-Memphis at the end of the game when Shaden Sharp's blocking Luke Kennard's three-point oh. temp in the corner, and Jeremy Grant's hitting a big three late. It, it And then I, you know what I thought to myself? What did you think to yourself? I thought, what if Portland made it to Vegas? Like... It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think it's uh it's about buying into the concept if you like, if you like basketball, if you want to try. Um because I think with the play in tournament, it was so many people like, why fix it if it's not broken? And it's like, no, well, it was broken. Teams were tanking and it actually just made a lot of different teams at the end of a season become more competitive. And this goal is to make more teams competitive at the beginning of the season. It might not work, but it might. We're already talking about it, so we'll see where we go from here. Ella says, it's a regular season game. That's why the games are close. I don't hate it, but it's definitely a gimmick. Oh, it's for sure a gimmick. I, I guess the Love key will be gimmick. like, what's it look like once it gets deeper, right? Into... Yeah. Uh, the Vegas portion of it. Okay. I I think it'll be fun. I'm I'm a I'm a bit person. I'm a gimmick person. Yeah, give me some good shit. It's, it's people don't like change a lot. You know, at one point the three point line was a gimmick. Correct. What three point line? <laughs> now it's like change the game, right? So exactly. The challenge, the challenger one's like, what is it going to be like football? And they throw out a red flag. And it's like, no, just, just the green light yeah. saying they're ready to challenge it. <laughs> uh, uh, God of Disco says, I like it. These games were close and enjoyable. It'll grow on the fans like the play-in tournament did. Yeah, yeah, I was mixed on the play-in tournament at first year. I was like, is this really a good idea? But, you know, it's made the end of the season much more enjoyable and entertaining. That's how I looked at it. Uh, in the chat, Dusimo, why do you think the ball movement was poor tonight? Uh, well, a couple of things. I thought guys weren't moving. Yep. The guys were just not moving. And it was like one action and that was it. And I also thought, like the Warriors did in the fourth quarter, I thought the ball pressure 
from Houston was really good. Oh, they yeah. They were really into the Kings. Ball pressure and just altering their game, like we've mentioned this whole podcast, the way that they were all in the paint. It just didn't allow guys to have open space for a nice little backdoor cut. You know, you didn't see that happening as much or being in that dunker spot and um, trying to get that backdoor cut along the baseline. It just... There's so many little things disrupting the Kings offense. I thought the Rockets did a really good job. Also in the chat, what did you think of Tyrese Halliburton's idea of automatic playoff berth for the winner of the end season tournament? Um, I think it's a terrible idea. I mean, (laughs) so you win the end season tournament and then what if you win like 20 games, the rest of, you know, yeah, I, you might me, not care either. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Then the rest of the season means what? It's like, well, we're in. And of course, you're like, well, you need to play because you have to keep the chemistry going. I, I just don't think the people who bring up draft picks to like play for like a top five pick. I'm like, why do the players care about playing for a potential replacement? I, I don't know what the big incentive needs to be because financially these guys are already making a shit ton of money. Like, are they really care about an extra 500,000 unless you're an end of a bench guy or a two way guy? Like, do you care that much? Um, I, I may, this is probably really old school of me. The incentive is those wins count toward regular season yeah. wins and they could help you make the playoffs. The other incentive is like you get paid millions of dollars. You play with pride and we, I don't know. I'm just a competitive guy in everything I do. I'm very competitive. So in my mind, it's like, no, I want to go win this because I want, I'm playing this game. I want to go win this. This is what we do. Like, this, hello. I would, I would want to win. Oh, are you doing a Herm? You play to win the game. Fresh reference, not old at all from no. 1999. No. No, that oh, was so, that yeah. was so funny. I mean, that's when he coached the Jets. That was like 98. That was, yeah, we can't do that anymore. Um, so I, it's like, what, I don't know. So Tyrese's idea. No, sorry, Tyrese Halliburton. No, by the way, Tyrese had a monster game tonight, 43 and 12. He lost at home to the Hornets. He had the ball at the end of the game and LaMelo ball put the clamps on him. No, couldn't couldn't make anything happen. Turnover and they lost, but he had a big night before that. Um, good for him. No, I just, uh, you just heard what I said about the end season tournament. Mm -hmm. People think there needs to be incentive, like a draft pick or some sort of thing. Dude, you and I are very competitive people with even what we do in this business. Like there's this sense of pride, uh, just, just wanting to be really good at anything we try and do, right? Like, it's just there. And sure, millions of dollars are not involved at all. So, like, if there is money involved and there is what you do for a living and you love it and you want to just, like, show off and be better than others, like, wouldn't you just do it? I also think we're talking about this, you know, as if the players don't have this feeling toward it. they might. I think a lot of NBA players have a competitiveness about well, them that great. they want to go out there and just win games. I mean, I I'm watching enough NBA early season bouncing around on League Pass. It's just for the most part, these games are super competitive. Yeah. They're playing hard. Yeah. No, they're playing a and little so, extra hard. Like they know that eyes are watching and that the NBA has made it a little bit bigger. So it's it's the smart thing to yeah. do. So I, I I don't know that there needs to be some huge incentive right now. Um, I'm and, with you. You know, then it's the next step. Well, are you going to get fans to care about it? Yeah, you're right. It may take some time for fans to care. 
It took us a second to like the play-in tournament. All I know is I brought this up before. If the Kings were in Vegas, somehow they they do well enough and they're in Vegas for this in, in-season tournament, we're going to be more excited to watch those games. We're going to be here. We're like, dude, we're Vegas tonight. Like, let's go. This is uh-huh. going to be fun. I actually was going to ask you, maybe we should think about going to Vegas. Oh, 100% we're going to Vegas if they're... We're, no, I'm saying maybe we just book it now just in case. What? Really? I, flights. I don't know how much stuff's going to cost then. I don't know why we're talking business here. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we could, yeah. especially if it was Southwest, we could just yeah. like... By the way, I yeah. love, I love, by the way, I'm talking about how competitive the game is. And then one person in the chat has to go, there was a team that lost by 50. Yes, Matthew, I know. The Celtics <laughs> crushed the Pacers the other night when Halliburton didn't play. Oh my God. I, I didn't say every single game. I said, for the most part, it's been really competitive basketball that I've, that I've enjoyed. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm with you. Um, so, yeah, I... I think the in-season tournament could be a good thing, and it makes Tuesday and Fridays this month a little more compelling. Maybe if you aren't watching on a Tuesday, you're going to be more into it. I here in the middle of a year, Morgan. Yeah, dude. Are you locked in? Honest. I mean, I guess you might be, but do you think that most fans are locked in to seeing? Hey, how's OKC doing tonight? No. How's Minnesota no, no, doing tonight? No, no. How's and that's that's the thing because I'm more, I'm attention. more locked into Kings and who their opponent is, and then on off nights. Um, whatever game is on, right? But now with in-season tournament games, especially knowing who's in your your your, your group, your group, yeah, it's like intriguing. It goes, ooh, Golden State Warriors already have one over OKC Thunder. Yep, so annoying. OKC looks good, by the way. They did that without SGA. I they were know. hitting that game. Probably should have won. When's SGA supposed to be back? I don't know. Okay, it was like I think it was an ankle thing or something. Yeah, I didn't know. And that, yeah, but. Yeah, Chet Chet looks fantastic. Yeah, Chet Holmgren does. can play. You know, I know there's so much talk about Victor because Victor is unbelievable too. But man, Chet does some things. You're going at his size. Where what? How are you doing that? Yeah, he plays like a dog. It's Unique fun. his size. I mean, we're talking about Chet. It's like when we saw Chet and Wemby going um, at it, even with that jump ball in the beginning of that preseason game. It was like, oh. This is where the NBA is going. Like, this is crazy to see. It's so unique. I love it. Are you starting to get annoyed with the Warriors outside of the I've Kings game? Been annoyed with. They're the- four and one. So okay. You know what I'm annoyed with? Can what? I tell you? Yeah, yeah. What? I'm annoyed with this whole chemistry thing. Like Draymond, I can't. It seems like every game he's like, our chemistry is just different this year. It's he- completely like you punched Jordan. It's the the same thing. When he punched Jordan Poole in the face, what did he do? Clutch Sports said, PR team, let's clean this up. Let's put a video of him with his children together and him being a really good dad. Let's make it look like he's the victim in this and that everything's going to be better. You know, it was just such, there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes like that. And I see that now and then him trying to push the narrative of that um, in the season. But he's, it's, I mean, he's not wrong, even though he was the root of that yes, a lot their, of that problem. Their chemistry is significantly better. And I thought uh, we going into the season, we talked about it, we're like, look, just having that be gone is going to be a good thing. And I think Chris Paul has obviously helped him a lot. Steph's playing awesome. Dude, so. I had this moment with so that Draymond when he uh, he elbowed Chet Holmgren in the face yeah. really bad. But it was a basketball move, but maybe a little extra elbow. We They didn't call it a hostile move, whatever. Which is interesting because 
Embiid did that today in the Sun Sixers and they game, called it? and they called it a flagrant. See, but. they got to get that on yeah. point one. But two, so they did that, and then finally when Chet finally got up and they had him back on the floor, Draymond, Draymond goes like, you good? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I had this moment where I'm like, oh, that's cute. Draymond did that. Next possession down. Draymond does something insane. And then he is just going crazy on the officials. And he knows that they're not going to uh, team up because knew. it was a one-point game with a minute something. It was or 30 whatever it seconds was. left, one-point game. Oh, my Which, God. But honestly, that's a smart play by him because he knows in that situation he can go at the officials and they're not going I to I will say this, though. I will say this because Chris Paul was even like, hey, hey, we're good. We're good. We're good. Like, come on, stop. Yeah. Because it does get to a point with an entire team where it's like, all right, you're taking us out of our groove. Like, this isn't even helping us um, get a breather. Like we're all just being taken out of rhythm right here. But anyway, it, I mean, I had a moment and then I un moment. You un moment the moment. You Smooth. Know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, how would you say I, the name IWI? Ewe. Ewe. Okay. Ewe says in person play in tournament, both useless. You play to win the Larry O'Brien trophy. Commissioner always changing stuff. The NBA is fine as it is. In well, season play in. You said in person. Oh, sorry. In season play in tournament, both useless. You play to win the Larry O'Brien trophy. Commissioner always changing stuff. The NBA is fine as it is. Um, a couple of things. Without the play in tournament last year, the Miami Heat aren't playing for the Larry O'Brien trophy. They won their play in and kept advancing. So like it's you say it's useless. It's like no Miami, they're the Eastern Conference champs. And they did it through the play-in. They lost their first play-in game, had to survive and yep. in, in advance throughout the playoffs. And the end season, it's like I get it. All that matters is the Larry O'Brien. You know what? Last year, I'm sorry, I, the Kings didn't win the Larry O'Brien Trophy. I had a great year last year. It's not all about champion. This whole like championship or it's awful. It's not like that. Like obviously everyone wants to win a championship. But you only play. one team does. It, it's hard to win a championship. It's uh. yeah, one team can win it. And it's really about the journey. It's about, all right, are you seeing the growth? It's about the ride. It's about seeing players develop and get better and going through tough times like tonight and coming out of the other side and performing at a high level. You know, it's... It can't be that way. I mean, you have to enjoy regular season wins. The in-season tournament, it's useless. Well, if you win those games, it's going to help your record and help you get a better seed, and maybe you get home court advantage throughout the playoffs. So it does matter. That's all I have to say about that. That's all he has to say. Yeah. Uh, also in the chat, if the NBA needs to change anything, it's All-Star Week, and the All-Star game is boring. Yeah, it, no, I completely completely agree with that and they're trying to change it they're going back to east west this year but i mean that's another example where i said this last year and i found it fascinating because silver said the same thing morgan mm. talking about all-star weekend he goes you know the weekend has just gotten so long where the players come into town early wednesday they're doing events yeah they've got their own stuff with their agents they've got appearances with sponsors community things that by the time sunday comes around People are They're ready tired. To go they home. want to go home. And it needs to be more about the game again. I also think the players need to challenge themselves to bring it a little more. Yeah. You, the All-Star game's always been not the same. But we've had moments where it's like, oh, yeah, they're playing defense. L the last couple of years have just been embarrassing. I'm a huge NBA fan, an NBA homer, some would say. 
I can't even watch it. It's like, this is not even practice. This is not, this is not basketball. I want to see these guys try a little bit. I don't yep. even want to get hurt. I don't want to see like someone get a flagrant foul or anything like that. But give me some sort of real basketball. Yeah, give me some. And I mean, it's just tough because like in practice and anything like an accident can happen when you're doing something physical. And I get that. And that would be like the number one thing that people would be like, no, this is not the way that the league wants anything to go. This is not what you want to happen for your team. Um, but I'm with you. Like, I wish there was still that pride in the all-star game where there was a way in a world where it's like, yeah, it's still important. Preach, preach. Preach. I think we do have to end tonight with our buddy, Nick, because we have not talked uh, to Nick after a loss this year. Oh. And, uh, I would like to get his perspective. Nick, coach, Nick. Deuce, Emma, why, why not talk to Morgan? Why not talk to Morgan? And Deuce. Morgan. And Deuce. Mor hey, Deuce. How you doing today? Oh, I'm, Morgan, I'm here. Morgan and Deuce, you guys are both my best friends. Oh. And Morgan, I'm going to thank you for being part of my life. What Thanks, about me? Nick. Deuce, I want to thank you to be part of my life. I just, you know. I, I just a follow up here, Nick. Oh, it's interesting. I, I just feel like. You always say Morgan, 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 and I always have to be like, oh, what about me? And then you say, oh, yeah, you too, Deuce. It's yeah. never like Deuce and Mo. It's like, Morgan, you're the best. Morgan, this, this. Oh, and oh, hi, Deuce. Because Morgan is beautiful. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Uh, hold on, Morgan. Can I handle this? Be nice. Nick, look at me. <laughs> I am beautiful. You are. And right now, in front of everybody hanging out with us tonight, as you're shirtless in bed, you need to say, Deuce Mason, you are beautiful. You should say that. <laughs> you you can do it. Say it. And Deuce buys you pizza. So you should say, Deuce, because he has a beautiful soul. You should say, Deuce, you are beautiful. Deuce, you are beautiful. Aww. Thanks, Nick. You're beautiful too, man. You are a beautiful right, person Nick, too. Let, let's get into this because, look, the Kings had a bad night tonight. Fox didn't play. They lost to the Rockets. Uh, what's your message to this team? We gotta play better. You gotta stay on your man, mm -hmm. and you gotta you gotta play good defense. Well, with all due respect, I, I agree with you. But hey, you know, I'll be at the I'll be at the Kings game November November eighth. But um, but um, are you gonna have any start the kids tickets? You know, Nick, you just you just want to use me, huh? You just hey, do you have Stockton? Oh yes, I'll get you Stockton Kings tickets later this year. I always get you Stockton Kings tickets. Yes. Yeah, yes. why not? Why not go to see Dr. King again? Why not go see Dusamo there? <laughs> yeah, why not? Why, why not? not, Nick? What hey, about the, what about the, if I was coach in the locker room? Yeah, I need to go tell my team stay play better defense. We did not fall. We fell back. We didn't fall really good tonight. But you know what? We got we got to play better. Let's Nick. Let's just... Nick, they got to make shots. Can they make a shot? Kevin Herter's not making make, shots. Keegan's got him. You got to make your shots. Okay. Well, he's not wrong. You're a good coach, Nick. Yes, I am. Nick, if if Mike, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Uh, question for you, Nick. Uh, yes, I. Am. Mike Brown calls you on the phone. Okay. Pretend pretend to answer the phone. Ring, ring, ring. Answer the phone, Nick. Answer. Hello. Hey, Nick. It's Mike Brown. Say hi. Hello. Are you? It, Hello, Mike Brown. Can uh, I? How can I help you? Uh, well, 
Yeah, oh. I just thought you'd be a little excited to talk to me, Mike Brown. But um, hey, the the guys seem kind of down tonight. Um, I, I want to wa- I want them to watch a movie. Do you, do you have a movie that they should watch to make them feel better? Well, <laughs> I think I think so. What, what, okay. What what movie would you watch to make yourself feel feel better? What movie I would watch? Yeah. Is, yeah. Is maybe um i'm not sure what things i've watched but you know it'd be it would be something well is that a funny movie what funny movie would you watch this guy not watching it would be a it would be a funny movie funny movie oh can oh. you name one movie for me it's mike brown i need to know a movie to for my team to watch mike brown i need to know what movie i need to know to watch <laughs> who, who am i supposed to call to find out what movie to watch <laughs> I, they said to call you, Nick. It's me, Mike hey, Brown. Nick, what movie do I watch? To hi, yes. hi, Nick. It's um, it's another coach on the coaching staff. Um, what is your favorite movie? Favorite movie is probably gonna be a uh, probably uh, Peter Pan. <gasps> okay, here you go, Mike Brown. I'm sorry, I over. You said Peter Pan. Yes. Great. I'll watch it. Oh, that that's a movie the team should watch. Peter Pan. Yes. Yeah, because we don't like Hook, Captain Hook. All right. All right. It's Mike yeah. Brown. I got to go. All right. Sleep beams. Sleep beams. All right. Bye, Nick. All right. You he, know, he bought in. He, he did. did. He did. did do some I, improv. I, like, I was impressed. I was trying to get him going a little no, bit. No, no. It was good. It was good, but do you see how, I, like, Coach? I was like Jordy. I was like, "Hey, let me take over." <sighs> What's your favorite movie? Let's ask the right question here. I was just <gasps> here. You go, Coach. I figured it out. Also, just put a shirt on. You know what do you mean? It's his room. It's what, his house. Naked Nick was back on a Saturday naked night. Naked Nick on a Saturday night. What, what is your movie? Like, if you honestly right now, if you're like, yeah. "Hey, I want to feel better," like, what's your movie? Hmm. <sighs> My feel better movie. I there'd probably be like three I'd go to. It'd be Lion King, Tommy Boy, Lion King, Tommy Boy, or Moulin Rouge. Okay, don't Moulin Rouge the musical, amazing. The movie mid. (laughs) The musical in person, amazing. Life altering. Okay, but the movie. It's like it's really good, um, really good. I'm trying to think for me. My gift is my song, and this one's for you. Chandelier, huh? And That's you not in that can movie, though. tell everybody that this is. Oh, I started singing, making up a Deuce and Mo Christmas merch song. Go ahead. Three. Wait, two, I think one. I should save it. How's it go? Start you, it. You really think? Yeah, test it for the people. Okay. These are the hardcore here. It's a Saturday night. All right, all right. And people on the audio, if you got this far, give us a five-star review <laughs> and make sure you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're in the chat still, hit the thumbs up. Help us grow. Hmm. All right. Do some mo, do some mo, do some mo merch. Do some mo crew necks, do some mo shirts, hoodies and ball caps and kids t-shirts too. That's the holiday special coming to you. That's all I kind of wow, have. That's not bad. I um, was I was hoping, that, you know, I'm not like a religious person. 
You know, and no, no thing. So what but, were you hoping? But I love me some religious Christmas music. What song's a religious Christmas song? Where do you want to start? I love yeah, it all. Yeah, tell me which you know one. I love when, when and well, which one when is? When do we start playing Christmas music in our waiting area for the podcast? Now, now. Uh, that's not a bad one, Morgan. Thank you. Christmas merch to come. Thank um, you. I think if I was looking for a movie to make myself feel be- better, Home Alone's up there. Home Alone's up there. Step Brothers. Dude, John Williams has put out some bangers. Oh my god! Uh, people in the chat give me a lot of love. Really good, nice. Oh, uh, wow, Mo's got vocals. Not gonna oh, lie. From from singing "Do Some Mo" merch. Sean says that was awesome, Mo. You guys are being yeah. too kind. This is, these are the OGs. These are the real reals. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, Step Brothers, Home Alone. I am putting up Christmas decor in the next week. Only because it's only you know, the timing. It's, it's so funny. If, if I didn't have the NBA season, I would wait. I went with some friends today yeah. to go get lunch. <laughs> they were playing Christmas music in the in the car. And I'm like, hey, you know, I am Mr. Christmas. I mean, this is Halloween. I mean, I've seen carved pumpkins still outside. I see so? ghosts and cobwebs. I am very much like, Get me closer to Thanksgiving before you even think about you know what Christmas. I say? And to each their own. No, no, no. Everyone do what you want. No. I think it if it truly makes somebody happy. For me, it's a scheduling thing. For whoever it makes happy, then hell yeah. If you could have that much more joy for two months instead of one, yes, please. Do that to yourself. Please. Okay. For the love of God, be happy. Well, this was fun tonight. I appreciate you guys being here tonight, especially like Morgan. We started this a little later. This year when Morgan is working in San Francisco, that's what happens for road games, and the Kings are on the road, she wants to come back to Sacramento yes. to do these. So we start them because they're earlier anyway. We just start them like an hour later than we normally do. Yeah. Um. So that's why we do this so we can be in person and instead of Zoom. So that's why we did this. And for all those who decided like, hey, I'm going to spend my Saturday night with Deuce and Mo after the Kings lost a very disappointing game. Thank you. Just be uh, here every game. To, we are. You can be too. Yeah. Um. You know, it's all in the Christmas spirit, huh? <laughs> Holiday spirit? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm already starting. Uh, we love you guys so, so much. But we got to go. You all have a wonderful and safe Saturday night. See ya! Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.